Welcome to the AE Show, everybody. It's for the dis- December, no, November 25th, 2018. It's the episode 102.5. Wow, I haven't done these in a while since uh, I last watched sports. You know, episodes are generally the sports <laughs> editions for some reason. So here it is. Um, So I'm, I am a little coffee high, but I didn't sleep that much. But uh, you know what? It's not going to be coffee high crazy like the last episode that I recorded about the LA. Well, I was rushing through that one. But I'll talk more about that. Uh, in the upcoming days and then the weeks, but uh, I I am recording this because after what the hell happened to my Michigan Wolverines football team uh, over the last twenty four hours or so, and then uh, I I I'm still <laughs> shell shocked, but at the same time not surprised. Uh, but before we get there, I want to talk a little bit about the Golden Boy Promotions fight, the Ortiz versus Jack Lydell, as uh, Oscar De La Hoya called him. You know, Tom Lawler, and then uh, you know the, the the you know all that. Sh- I, I I don't understand why Oscar is venturing into this <laughs> endeavor. I don't understand. But anyways, uh, the Chuck. So that Liddell Liddell versus Ortiz number three. Uh, I don't know why Chuck Liddell's fighting. It's like it's a it's one of the saddest fights that I've seen since uh bj penn who fought last and it has absolute no chin at all and i'm like why the fuck is he doing this he needs a payday does he have a payday loan that he has to you know fess up or something what the fuck is going on you know and tito you know i've seen him in bellator way too often so i'm like oh whatever tito's tito but he's not whatever but just looking at chuck liddell i just say god man just retire don't i don't want to see this yeah you can find the scrub homeless dude and fight but i'm like if the homeless ever luckily lands a shot in Chuck Liddell's chin, I'd be like, dude, I think they're going to knock him out. Kind of like what happened to Tim Sylvia. So, you know, I'm not I'm not putting Chuck Liddell and Tim Sylvia on the same level, but that's like a, that's like a reminder. Like, this sucks. And then Oscar, he can't pronounce the fucking fighter's name. It was kind of cringe watching the some of the press conferences. It was hilarious. So, uh... <laughs> But it it was kind of a sad fight, and then, uh, I I don't know anybody else on this card. And Tom Lawler, I know the filthy Tom Lawler. He's also in a professional wrestling and whatnot. Uh, Gleason, and then he did a really good job in the promotions, which is hilarious. Like I'm facing the best amateur wrestler, Darren Wynn, versus the best professional wrestler. And then I was, and then he was. I I'm not doing justice. Uh, <laughs> record, you know. Did, doing a Tom Lawler impression but I know he he is very you know media savvy so he's pretty good that the professional wrestling side of him comes out wrestling side comes out of him with a sales pitch that he does but uh he lost a fight he hasn't fought since 2016 so I was like ah well but um you know what I hope Bellator someone picks him up you know just like to say hey let's do this let's do this you know that kind of thing but Anyways, uh, I don't want to talk too much about the Golden Boy promotions. I'm not looking forward to it. Maybe they'll have a second event. They gotta have a second event, but the follow-up for this event is god-awful, you know? So, <laughs> let's see what happens. This might be another affliction. Maybe the three shows at most and just disappear. But um, The main topic I want to get to, the Michigan versus Ohio. Uh, hang on a second. I got to catch myself here and then get the laundry quick. All right, let's talk about the game, shall we? Uh, that was a goddamn disaster. Uh, that disaster is an understatement because I, okay, coming into this game, I suspect that this kind of thing might happen. Um, Ohio beating Michigan. I never really like. I'm not saying it in hindsight because my philosophy has been that look. As much as I think the team has gotten better this year, and then the, the they're coming into the game as a number one defense in the country, I. I just didn't buy it. I 
it's been this is the fourth season under Jim Harbaugh, and everybody's like, rah rah, you know, he's he gotta get it done, he gotta get it done, you know, and then this might be the year, this might be the year, and he didn't. Once again, he didn't. Oh, he beat the Spartans. I don't give a shit about the Spartans. They, they they were having a down year anyway. They were supposed to beat them. So what the hell did you expect? But the way they lost is, wow, it's beyond what I imagined. <laughs> I thought something like might this happen, but not to this extent. Like sixty two points extent, maybe forty five points, maybe fifty points. Knowing the recent history, but what the fuck was that? I I was joking at the Brown Jug. I was there. I I drove from Toronto. I got up six thirty in the morning. Started driving at eight, got to Detroit, and then drove to Ann Arbor. And I was pretty excited. I was listening to the game for a little bit, the first quarter of it. I was like, "Yo, the Michigan defense is having trouble with the slant quarter routes." But it was like this in the, every first series of the season. I was like, "Ah, but not the extent of Hoskins and Ohio offense, you know." And I think, come to think of it, like I didn't really follow closely this year. I don't know. There is a particular good passing offense that Michigan faced all year, like Ohio. I maybe if they per, played Purdue, you know, maybe Notre Dame. Like they they look pretty good against the USC, but that's a down fucking USC too this year. So I I don't know if they really faced anyone. They they weren't really tested in my opinion. And then it's clear that Ohio has better athletes who can outrun, you know, outcut, out hit, you know. The Michigan players, and that was the most troubling part of my opinion. And then I just go, you know, it's one thing to lose a competitive game, but when it becomes, when it's pretty fucking evident that they were underprepared and out physically played from all rounds of the game, I I just go like, what the fuck, dude? I I almost, I got so mad. I I'm like, I quit sports. Yet the, the, the it always brings you back. You know, I'm just relapsing left and right. Alcohol, coffee, uh, smoking, pod, sports. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just relapsing here, folks. Over the last two months, that I fell off the wagon completely, and then I need to go back into the rehab at this stage. But I was so mad that, and I, I downed about five Hendrix and tonic, not tonic, club soda, and two Merlot lights. I was just, I wanted to break every single photo in the brown jug and get banned for life. It's like I didn't give a fuck. That game was that was a, that was absolutely atrocious. <laughs> I'm not gonna say disaster. Goddamn awful. That fucking sucked. You know, I haven't seen this team perform like strictly just a football team. I haven't seen them perform well in a national stage ever since I became a Wolverine in 2006. 2006 season was great until the last game. It's like that was a mirage too. Like they they lost Ohio. In Columbus that season, Sean Crable, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. I remember that the helmet hit, and they lost by three points. But who gives a shit? They were down that majority of that game, and they got killed by USC. And Ohio got killed by Florida. Clearly, Big Ten was overrated. And once again, I, I just people go. I argue about this at work, and other people, other Michigan fans. Jim Harbaugh is a winner. You know, he's a winner. And I. I'm sorry. I gotta. I gotta stop it right there. Let me. He's a great coach. Let me preface it by saying he's a great coach. See me like sitting on this like credibility here. No, but like, I. He's a great coach. I. I want him to succeed. I even when he was in Stanford and you know San Francisco, I was like, dude, like God, I hope he whoops all the you know Oric Chip Kelly, Pete Carroll's ass. You know, 
Even when I was in Seattle, I never really fully embraced the Seahawks, you know. I like the 49ers under Harbaugh, you know. So backtracing a little bit, you like he turned around the University of San Diego program. Fantastic. He went to Stanford. He turned around that program. Fantastic. But he didn't really win. Chip Kelly in Oregon was a big dogs of the fucking Pac-12. And SC was down. LA was down. You know, Arizona teams are down. You know, the Pac-12 sucked when Harbaugh was unbelievable. And Oregon was better. Then he goes to San Francisco. He got to the Super Bowl the first, you know, the second season. The first season, he lost to the Giants. The Giants shouldn't have won that game, in my opinion. Harbaugh should have won that uh, NFC championship. They blew it. They fucking blew it. And they got to the final, you know, the Super Bowl the next year. And they fucking blew it. You know, yeah, he didn't get a pass interference call. You know, power mysteriously went out at the New Orleans, Louisiana Superdome over there. And John Harbaugh got the, the older brother got the ring. And then NFC champ, and then you know Seahawks got it done. They got to the Super Bowl twice. They should have won twice, but they got it done. Pete Carroll did better. And then NFC Championship the season after, you know he didn't get the pass interference call either. <laughs> Richard Sherman, but whatever. He didn't get it done. Pete Carroll got it done. He's a winner. Nick Saban's a winner. Dabo Sweeney's a winner. You know Belichick is a winner. And. Come to Michigan, first season, you know, like, come with all the hype and all, you know. Got Jake Rudock, it was fantastic, but pooped the bed against Ohio, you know. And then, and then also the god-awful Michigan State game with the punt fucked up, punter fucked up. So, first season, considering that, it wasn't so bad, but then the, that, that, I remember that 2015 season where uh, Ohio came into Ann Arbor and then they lost a week before to Penn State or some shit. It was something ridiculous. They, Ohio shouldn't have lost, but I knew like, oh fuck, they're gonna come in angry and they're gonna whoop Michigan's ass. I I I figured that might happen. That did happen the first season. Second season, 2016, should have won it in Columbus. They were leading. No, they didn't get a pass interference call either. In overtime, but you know what? They should have won. They should have won that game. That was their best chance winning in Columbus. First time since 2000. That was the best team that Harbaugh had. 2016. And get to the FSU Orange Bowl or whatever. Didn't get it done. FSU won. Jimbo Fisher won. And then, yeah, Michigan came back later in that game too. But they didn't start well. They, did, they, they seemed unprepared. Yeah, Jabril Peppers was hurt, blah, blah, blah. They were not prepared. 2017 season, whatever off here. You know, you got the Amazon Prime Series. You know, I'm not surprised. O-line was shit. I mean, younger guys anyway. Come 2018, this is a better team. This is an older team. Good defense. Nation's number one defense. Nation's number one defense. My ass. Couldn't cover slant, cross routes, any of it whatsoever. They're clearly outperformed. Oh, Devin Bush was hurt. The secondary was hurt. Chase Winovich was hurt. Rashawn Gary, you know, you couldn't get it through. I'm sorry. Like, they still got it pretty close. You're the favorites. You're the number one defense in the country against a shitty-ass offense that you face all season. You face nobody in this season, you know? And then, like, talk a big game, this redemption fucking tour, whatever the fuck this was. Harbaugh's a winner. No, he's not. Urban Meyer is a winner. Despite the heart attack and covering up the fucking domestic violence, he's a winner on the field. You know, that's what makes a great man winning on the field. You know? I... (laughs) And that sickens me even more. The fucking coach who hasn't... who, (laughs) Who covered up... A fucking, you know, who just glazed over the domestic violence details of his assistant and kept them around through two schools. And 
you know, I have the gall to be whatever. And this motherfucker whooped 60 points on Mains and Blue's ass. Give me a fucking break. I, and then they don't even have their best player, Nick Bosa. He just sat out. It's like, I'm not, I don't even, I want to be number one, like my brother for the NFL draft. I'm not, I ain't playing the rest of the season. Yeah. This was their best chance this season. I'm like, should have won. Should have won. Should have been more prepared. But you know what? They're physically, you know, they're out physicked. <laughs> I can't think of a fucking word. And, you know, even if they got, you know, pretty close, you know, in the, near the end of the second half, you know, two turnovers, you know, at the 21-19, yet 40 seconds to go, you gave Ohio the fucking drive with the two timeouts to get down all the way to the, down to the field and get a field goal out of it. So it was 24-19 at the half. And I was just like, I, I, you know what? Like, way they ended the first half, I did not like it. Way they were giving up those passing routes. I, I was jokingly yelling in brown jugs, like, slant, slant, slant in. Two wide receivers inside, slant. I, they couldn't cover it. It's like, you, and then second half comes, when the game got pretty close, you know, Ohio just like completely adjusted. You know, I, they, they just keep running it, pounding it. And then the special team faltered, fucked up a punt. You know, Shea Patterson is having half your feet even more, more and more. More pressure got to him. O-line was just like shaky as fuck. On the other hand, on the contrary, the Michigan front line could not get to Hoskins at all. He didn't get sacked. He had no pressure whatsoever. He had no pressure for the 60 minutes of this fucking game. And every all these apologists out there, you know, like, you know, the, it's about them. I saw John Jansen or some shit this morning on Inside Michigan Football talking about, you know, it's about the matchups. And they, they lost the matchups, you know, football. I'm just like, yeah, they lost every matchup because they're not good players. I'm sorry, name one player who outplayed the Ohio in this game. Moody, the fucking kicker. You know, it's like Zoltan Mesko. Uh, in 2009 season, I said, he's the MVP of the fucking game. He just punted all the way down to pin Ohio back to give this team a chance. He was a player of that fucking game, a punter. Moody was a fucking MVP of this game. Yeah, and then the wide receivers are good too. Peoples Jones. was it that? Who was it that? The number 12 kid. I don't remember the name all of a sudden. But you know what? Like, they scored 60 points on you. And to be honest... Ohio didn't look that great either. They didn't look that good all season against scrub Big Ten teams anyway, a.k.a. Maryland, a.k.a. Purdue. And I knew, like, just like in the 2015 game, Ohio coming in barely squeaking by Maryland 52-51 to because Maryland decided to go for two, which is a ballsy call for a program that has a player killed. I knew Ohio was going to come in angry and prepared. I was like, you know what? Fuck this season. And Gus Johnson has a fucking gall. Gus Johnson, out of fu- all fucking people, the, pre- the play-by-play guy on Fox. It's like, he over... Urban Meyer overcame a lot this season. Uh, overcome what? He's still getting fucking paid. He couldn't get fired because why didn't want to pay the fucking buyout on his claws. Overcome what? Covering up of violence against women? It, it, what, what, what? Like, covering up the over... Yeah, yeah. You, you get the idea. And that was just pissing me off even more and more. And then I was getting drunker and drunker. And I think I had about nine or eight or nine gin shots last night. You know, throughout the day, you know. So I'm just like, I, I, I can't, like, 
I can't watch this. It's like the Raptors proclamation that I did back in April when the fucking LeBron swept them, and I was just like, fuck it. Don't give me this mirage. And I don't understand these maize and blue people who still believe to this day, like, you know, like, have this con- idea that, you know, Michigan program is like at the echelon of whatever. In my opinion, honest, objective opinion, yes, Harbaugh made it a little better, but there's too many mirages that I saw over the years. You know, including uh, ever since I became an Wolverine in 06, there are too many Mirage seasons coming in. They're the paper champions, nothing else, nothing more. 2011, after, you know, they got rid of Rich Rodriguez, which I did not agree with. The Michigan people never gave a chance to Rich Rodriguez. Yes, like, he got into the violation and shit with the practice time and other shit. Yes, he's a piece of shit for cheating on his wife. But I'm like, dude, like, he was making panic moves because he knew his ass was on the line every game after the athletic director got Bill Martin got fired. And then his offense was really good. He just needed a defensive coordinator. The same fucking roster with Greg Madison performed fucking well in 2011 season. And then they fum- somehow got to the Sugar Bowl that season, which did not make sense. The Sparties and Boise State should have got played that bowl, not Michigan and Virginia Tech. And that was a mirage. And Brady Hoke went down ever since. Are you surprised? And then Jim Harbaugh comes in, take the roster, coach him a little better, you know, have a good carryover season in 15 and then 16. And I'm just like, this is utter shit, man. Like, I mean, yeah, like I give college coaches basketball and football four to five years. You need that one recruiting class, and then you have to have a continuous thing. So fourth year, this is a year. Fifth year are really the evaluation, and then go from there. It's like, like, let's see what you're made out of. And I really had high hopes for Harbaugh. But then I, I dismissed it right off the bat when people said, he's a winner. He's a winner. What the hell did he win? I just talked about his college NFL career. And then here, getting shit done. And also, like, as a player, he was a really greedy player. He's like someone that you want to root for. But even when he was on the Colts before Peyton Manning came, he was a quarterback, the comeback kid. You know what? He never made it to the Super Bowl. He never won an MVP. He never, he, what, did he make the Super Bowl? He might have one season when everybody faltered. But, like, no, like, yeah, he made the Pro Bowl that one year, 95, when the Colts almost got to the finals. And then Steelers beat, beat them. The Hail Mary didn't work. And then the Steelers played the Cowboys, and Cowboys won. I, he's not a winner. I'm sorry. If this is your definition of a winner and a, and a champion, I don't throw those words lightly. I'm sorry, you you really need to get your head out of your ass. And then look at this objectively. And all the other programs are way ahead of Michigan, in my opinion. There's a there's like hand one handful minimum. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio for sure, Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley. The young and up and coming. Sean McVay of fucking college football. Uh, what else is there? You know. Whole bunch of SEC. Georgia. They played dirty in the South. You know, Washington even. Huskies. They got better linebackers and other, you know, running back and other players that are pretty good. Quarterbacks is better. So... I'm sorry, the other programs produce better NFL players. Real men later, you know, down the road. So I'm just like, 
You know, yeah, Jabril Peppers, yeah, Glasgow, and then all those guys getting drafted. But I'm just like, look, man, you got to develop in-house better. You got to coach them better. And they made progress. It's better than Bray Hoke days, for sure. I'm saying it's not there yet. Michigan, it's a national brand. I expect them to do national things. I really don't give a fuck about the conference championship. Yes, it matters that they got to win, go undefeated to get to the college football playoffs. But to be honest, I'm, I would rather take the loss right now instead of having a fucking inflated fake hope that like come January 4th or 5th, play Alabama as a number four seed and they get fucking destroyed by the Crimson Tide. Because I've seen this happen firsthand last season when the Washington Huskies barely squeaked by to get to the fourth spot. They got that vote and played Alabama in the Sugar Bowl 2017. And yeah, they gave a game to the Alabamas a little bit, quarter and a half, but that's more of Sarkeesian making in the lane keeper making wrong ass calls, you know. For Alabama just stumbling and then Huskies ch- keeping up with it. But once Alabama got in the rhythm, boom, Jake Browning, fuck that. And then, you know, what's that running back name? I, whatever, I can't remember. All of a sudden. That, like Washington, just like Chris, Chris Peterson, he just got like, fuck, I don't have the players. I don't have those Southern players, man. God damn it. And Washington got killed. And I just said, do you really want to embarrass yourself in front of the national television that way and have Alabama just whoop you left and right? Or you want to somehow, you know, get an exhibition bowl out of Cotton Bowl or some shit and have at least the dignity of the program and build towards it and get those talented people to maybe one day beat Alabama. Because I didn't buy for I really didn't want the playoff spot at number four. I don't know why people want that. It's like, but there's a chance. Fuck you. It's Alabama. Only Clemson and Georgia have a decent-ass fucking chance to beat, you know, Alabama at this stage, you know? Ohio State Urban beat them in the, you know, when the college football playoffs started, but not right now. Not that Ohio roster. Not even close. They gave up 39 on this Michigan offense. Give me a break. Give me a break. Big Ten's a joke. It's a fucking joke. So, for those that really wanted the number four spot, I'm sorry. Like, Michigan and Notre Dame, those are the two programs that... You know, I just go like, you guys aren't deserving of being in that spot. You guys are playing on the old legacy of the 90 years, but not this not this century's legacy at all. You know, back to Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan has only beaten Ohio in this century, starting in 2001, twice. And one game in 2011, I really don't count. That was Luke Fickle, the fucking interim coach, coaching. And Michigan barely squeaked by in Ann Arbor with that depleted half-ass roster, half-ass coaching Ohio team they had. And they were playing in Michigan, in Ann Arbor. It wasn't, I, it wasn't the score like 40 to 34 or some shit. I, I know my sister was there. It was a year, two years after I left. And I just said, fuck it. I don't give a shit. 40 to 34. There you go. And... They beat them in the 100th game in 2003. I wasn't there. John Navarre, I think, was a quarterback. But other than that, 2000 was the last time Michigan beat Ohio in Columbus. Ever since then, they only beat them twice. This is not a rivalry. Like, 18 tries, you know, 2 for 18. That's 11%. 11 11.1111%. 1 out of 9. Maybe once a decade, they beat this team. That's fucking embarrassing, man. And then the way they lost this time, they're progressively getting worse. You know? They got whooped at 2015 under Harbaugh. They should have won in 2016, and they couldn't get it done. 
they should have given a more competitive game last year, but it was a little closer than I thought, to be honest, in Ann Arbor. And this year, 62-39 to 39 happened. I don't know what to say. I don't know why. Like, I'm not going to watch football. You know, kind of like the Raptors. Tell me when they beat the two. I'm not even going to watch the game because I got so mad when I watched that game. I'm not even going to bother. Like, why? And then people are, like, so, like, into it. Like, why? You're like, none of this matters. <laughs> it's just sports. But at the same time, I'm like, I want a winner. This is a national brand. This is a national brand. I expect national caliber fucking outcome. And in, in front of the national television, you got your ass whooped. And that's a fucking understatement. They came unprepared. They completely athletically outplayed. You know, injuries and all that, whatever. They didn't have their fucking number. They didn't have the number one draft pick playing on the other side of the field. And they got outpressured. They got out hit. They got outrun. They got outthrown. And I, I'm sorry, like, the, I'm worried about the recruiting season at this stage. Like, if you gave it a game and then, like, God, we barely lost that one. God, we missed that one pass interference call, like, two years ago or some shit. I'll be like, oh, okay. But if you get your ass whooped in all aspects of game this way, and then 9 o'clock in the morning somewhere in L.A., this kid who might go to USC or L.A., you know, with the uncertainty over there or Oregon or Stanford, and Michigan comes in and then, like, want to recruit this, you know, potential five-star recruit, why the fuck would you want to come to Ann Arbor? Why the fuck would you want to come here after seeing the ass whooping you just witnessed? You know, if you're going to come to the Eastern Time Zone, go to Bama if you get a playing time, or go to Auburn, go to Clemson, go to Ohio, you know, go to Vanderbilt. I don't know, for that matter. Don't come here. Or just stay on the West Coast. Fuck this. You don't have to get up 9 in the morning to watch this shit. Don't make your parents watch this shit and then get pissy angry and drunk like I was at noon Pacific time. I don't know how they're going to recruit kids. This is bullshit. Or go closer. Go to Oklahoma. If you're an offensive kid. <laughs> defensive. I don't, I don't know. I don't know any defensive players out of Oklahoma. Other than Gerald McCoy hit the stage. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, this sucks. This loss is... It's tragic. It's... Yeah. It's like... I, I don't know how you recover from this. I really don't. I don't give a shit about the bowl game at this stage. Who gives a fuck about that bowl game? You know? How are you going to recruit kids? You know, Urban Meyer might leave, so that's the advantage. But I'm like, they can't beat a half-assed decent coach. Couldn't beat Trestle. Couldn't beat fucking Meyer so far. Only beat a temporary coach, Luke Fickle. You know? Who's on the Cincinnati Bearcats now? Who's going to be like... Couldn't beat Brian Kelly's half-assed decent independent conference team. Whatever the fuck that team is. I hope Clemson kills them. And we're going to see Alabama-Clemson rematch. Or Georgia Alabama rematch or something. Or, you know what? Like, I don't care. I'm not even going to bother. Come back to next year. Now, and then, aside from the recruits, what the hell's a quarterback situation? This team hasn't had a stable quarterback. Year by year, year to year, they had to go, you know, transfer, transfer, you know, all that shit. You know, Jake Rudolph, Spade, Spade slash Peters last year because Spade got hurt and Spade sucked. And then... Shea Patterson. What happened to Dylan McCaffrey? The fucking Christian McCaffrey's brother. The pro-style quarterback. How are they going to groom him? How are they going to groom him now? And then they had that other kid, Milton. Looks like Russell Wilson, but taller. But how how are you going to get this? O-line's getting older. You know, defensive depth is there. I 
the depth is there, but they can't run for shit. You know? Moody, that's a <laughs> spotlight on this team with a fucking kicking game. I I don't know. They're like, you need better NFL players. You had a, quite a few go out, but not to a degree that you think they would be. I am not so hopeful. So to me, it's become more show me when you get it done. And I said that, and I finally, against my logic and brain, the heart said, you got to go watch this game, BK. You have to drive four and a half hours today from Toronto, 8 in the morning. Drop your shit off in Detroit. Get out. Go to Ann Arbor. Watch this game. This could be historic. And I saw ass whooping. I was so mad. I got up 6.30 in the morning to watch this shit. I went to this school. I mean, education is fantastic. But god damn, man. That, that, was, that was pitiful, man. Like, we all walked out in the fourth quarter. It's like, fuck this. Fuck this. I don't care. You know? If you beat the Sparties and Ohio all in the same season, then come back to me. If they don't get that done next year, Harbaugh's going to get let go. And I really have no idea who can replace in this program to continue. You know? I really don't. This... And then the alumni and boosters, they're living in a past legacy. As an outsider, non-Michigander, coming in, I just go like, I never understood you guys. You guys still live in the Beauchamp Beckler legacy time, Lloyd Carr legacy time. You know, the 1910s victories that you wrecked up against Notre Dame and Ohio. Who gives a fuck? We're 100 years later. This team hasn't been relevant. This program hasn't been relevant in this century. You know? Notre Dame too. Notre Dame and Michigan. I think both of them are mediocre, barely above mediocre teams who have drafted pretty, you know, had good draftees in the NFL, but really haven't got, gotten anything done. How did Notre Dame feel when they couldn't beat USC for eight years? Then USC just went to tankers after Pete Carroll just like bailed. This, these two Midwest programs are absolutely overrated, in my opinion. And I'm saying that as a Michigan Wolverine person. Come back to me when you get, you know, when you get the job done. Come back to me when you truly have the NFL talent, level-ready talent out there. And I think Harbaugh is still the guy. I don't want him fired. But it's, it's getting to a point where I'm really, really, really running out of my fucking patience at this stage with this program. I knew Brady Hoke was a joke. Rich Rodriguez, they never gave him a chance. The defense sucked. Lloyd Carr... He was playing against his time and then the changing times of the college game. So you got the homeboy hero coming home here. But results don't look good so far, man. It's all a mirage in this conference. And it's a joke. And that's a light way of putting it. So I really don't know what's going to happen. I'm going I'm to go into my hibernation sports fan mode once again. And I will never speak of this un- unless someone asks me the question. And, you know, it sucks. <laughs> I quit sports. I quit sports. You know, BK, you're such a hypocrite. Yeah, I am. You know, I'm fu- I, I guess I have an addictive personality. And, you know, I don't have fast. I don't have measure. So I am laying it all in right now. This program sucks. It's full of mirages. And I want to tell that to the boosters and the alumni too. 
You guys need to wake the fuck up. Harbaugh's not a winner. He has never been a winner. When he was a player, when he was a coach, never. NFL, college, never. Great coach, great mentor, but never got it done. So, based on the track record of history, I don't know when he will get it done, but honestly, it's next year a bust. Otherwise, you're just going to have a mediocre program, and you know, you're going to have Lovey Smith in your hand with a big-ass buyout contract. So, that's that. And I don't know when I'm going to record next, but I'm pretty heated still right now. So, thank you for listening. And then uh, yell at me if you want to. You know, go on Facebook, Instagram, or email me, a-outlook.com. I don't have Twitter anymore. Maybe I'll restart that again because I'm so mad right now. But, yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode, and then uh, we'll chat next time.